Good morning everyone, welcome back to Morning Mindfulness with Rabbi G. And today I want to do a special uh, session on the mindfulness concepts, but connected to the upcoming High Holy Days, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, of course, are very, very special days. They are days that represent and express the very essence of our Jewishness, the very essence of who we are, our connection and relationship to God and to properly experience them, it requires awareness, it requires consciousness, it requires us really to focus and to be aware of what is actually going on during those couple of days and, and what is the energy, what is the power behind those days. Especially this year, I think it's even more important to really stop and think and reflect and really tap into the the power of these special days, not only the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur itself, but the days leading up to them, these days as last week known as the days of Slichot, are very powerful and very, very special. But this year, being that we're more alone, physically we're more on our own, um, thinking about it, really trying to express the true power of these days through our prayers and through whatever we're going to experience, the meals and so on, is all the more important. So, let's go through a few important concepts. First of all, just the power of this time of the year. You know, we've talked about the idea that God recreates the world every second. God gives us back our soul fresh every morning. The concept of Modeani, every morning is a new opportunity, every day is a new opportunity, every moment is a new opportunity. So that concept become, becomes incredibly emphasized when it comes the festival of Rosh Hashanah. Because as an introduction, it's important to be aware that in Kabbalah, in the mystical teachings of Judaism, we are taught that every single year, just before Rosh Hashanah comes in, just before the festival arrives, just before the sun sets, God withdraws His desire to be connected to us altogether. We know that our relationship with God is one of a king, kingship, which mystically is the channel and the way, the, the means of the manifestation of God's relationship with the world. Just like a king relates to those outside of him, those that are lower than him, he is superior to them, but yet he relates to them. God has that very same relationship with us. He created beings, he created a world that is infinitely not comparable to his presence and yet he relates to them as a king but every year just before Rosh Hashanah the Kabbalah tells us that God withdraws the desire from the world to be king he loses interest he's no longer he keeps the world going for a while but he's no longer interested in the whole thing and it is up to us through our prayers through the Shofar through the experience of Rosh Hashanah to rebuild, so to speak, from the deepest levels, to, with, to, to evoke, to ignite within God, so to speak, the desire once again to be that king. And when that happens, God becomes the king once again, and a new energy, a new divine energy, a new divine power is brought into the world that was never there before. In other words, the purpose of this exercise is not just to repeat what we, what, what we are used to, not to repeat what was going on in the previous year 
or the previous years. But the purpose of the exercise is that when we renew God's relationship with the world as the king of the universe with new vigor, with new power, it is an energy, is it a divine revelation that comes into the world as, as the mystics refer to it as an orachadash, a new light that has never ever been there. Every year there's a freshness, there's a newness, there's a renewal of the creation, which is such an important thing to be aware of because if it is true that every day we need to be fully immersed in that day, every moment we need to be fully present by letting go of the previous moment and understanding the fresh opportunity, the freshness of this moment, how much more so when it comes a new year, that we have to, as we count down to the days of Rosh Hashanah, how much we have to be aware of letting go of the previous year, letting go of anything that has happened in a negative sense in the previous year, taking with us the lessons, taking with us the positivity, as we said a couple of weeks ago with regard to we learn from the past. We, sh- we certainly take the lessons of the past, but we let, know, we let go anything that's standing in our way, everything that's holding us back from the previous year, and we enter in that new year with a complete newness, with a complete freshness, because indeed God does the same. God renews his relationship with the world in a completely new way that has never happened before. And therefore that sort of emphasizes that mindset as we embrace the new year, letting go of the old year. Now when we talk about understanding how that happens and what is the mindset of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, just to go a little bit deeper in that analogy that we said before that God is like a king and when it comes Rosh Hashanah, he withdraws the interest. You know, you can with, you can lose interest in something on many levels. In other words, for example, I can be building a bookshelf and I am interested in building it. I love building it. I really want to build it. But then for some reason I get very tired, so I lose interest. But I don't, I don't lose interest intrinsically, meaning the interest is still there within me. But it's not revealed, it's not implemented. I have no interest to actually work now because I'm tired, I need to rest, or whatever the case is. But deep down within the emotional level, or even deeper, my cognitive level, or even deeper in the essence of who I am, I really just love to build, and I still still do. Therefore, the interest is still there, it's just not there on a conscious layer of my existence. But then there could be sometimes when I am building something, and I lose interest completely. Meaning I just lose interest in the whole exercise. I'm not interested in building it. I don't like it anymore. I've just lost total interest. I'm just not interested. So when Kabbalah tells us that God loses interest in being king over the universe just before Rosh Hashanah comes in, it's not just a functional interest that he loses. He loses complete interest. All the way in deep in his existence, so to speak, he loses complete interest. And therefore, when we, throughout our efforts on Rosh Hashanah, have to reignite that interest for in Him to be our King, to be the King of the universe and to keep the world going, we have to reach a very deep level. We have to reach the very essence of God's existence to switch on the switch, so to speak, to reignite that interest in becoming our King once again. And the question is, how do we do it? And here's the point that I wanted to make. We do it by revealing and reigniting our depth, the deepest layers within ourselves. And this is part of the newness and the freshness 
which comes along when we usher in the new year and to be conscious of that and mindful of that to understand the opportunity of what these days bring the power of the day and let me explain a little bit using a, a Kabbalistic idea some of you have heard this from me before but such an important concept to embrace coming into this year this is something true it's expressed on Rosh Hashanah and it's expressed on Yom Kippur in different ways we have a soul as we speak about very often in fact part of this series we talk about Jewish mindfulness is that when we are aware of ourselves and we become aware of our breathing or become aware of the surroundings around us or we pay attention to any experience that we're involved in we're not only paying attention to the body of the experience we're paying attention to the depth the soul of the experience and it's true it's the same is true with our own self our own self-consciousness and self-awareness when we become aware of ourselves we need to become aware of the very essence of our soul and that soul is the soul that drives us towards a life of meaning and purpose but the soul is multi-layered and Kabbalah teaches us that the soul has five layers and although all five layers of the soul are part of our soul but there's a fundamental difference between the first four layers and the fifth layer and let me just briefly explain this so think of it as four concentric circles with a dot in the middle a fifth dot the and and these rep, these circles represent the layers of the soul so the outer layer represents the behavior of the human being the functional level how we think speak and act that's the outer layer of the soul known as nefesh a little bit deeper into the essence the next layer in Called, called Ruach in Kabbalah is a reference to emotions how we respond going one deep, one step one layer deeper Neshama as it's called is the cognition how we process information even deeper than that the fourth layer, layer is known as Chaya which is the subconscious it's where conviction lives deep desire lives deep ratson lives that's how we operate and then there's the fifth layer the dot in the middle which is the core essence of our being it's not even what we want it is just us now let's understand that because there's a fundamental difference between the first four layers of the soul and the essence of the soul the first four layers although part of our soul and they belong to us they are sometimes in Kabbalah referred to as what we call levushim, garments. What is the analogy of, what's the imagery of a garment? A garment is something that belongs to us. It has an effect on us. We are influenced in our mood and our mindset by what we wear, which is why we wear different things for different occasions. The way the, the, the garments are, is a manifestation of us, manifestation of our beauty, of our, of, our, of our mood, of our mindset, of our consciousness. And yet it is not completely who we are. We can change our garments or we can clean them, we can control them. Because they're not completely us. We, it's very hard to change our own body. But we can have an effect, we can manipulate, we can control our garments so when we talk about our behavior 
we talk about our emotional responses, when we talk about our cognition and process of information, when we talk about even our subconscious, we have an impact on them. We can take responsibility for them. We can change them. We can control them. We can make bad choices or good choices. Because ultimately it's a little bit like it's our garments and it's a manifestation of us, but it's not completely who we are. Who are we? We are the fifth level, the spark, the dot, the essence, the core of our soul. Just that's who we really are. That's our true identity. And that core of the soul is a spark of divine consciousness. It's a spark of divinity. It's a spark of godliness. And it's that core essence of our soul that is our, that is our true definition. It expresses the true identity of who we really are. We are people who are pure. We are people who have intrinsic goodness and intrinsic worth, intrinsic value. We are people who want to be connected through meaning, through purpose, through values to God. That's who we really are. However, as we go through each day, we go through the routine of each day, we are not always conscious or we're not always connecting to the very depth of who we are. We just go through each day and, and, and do our thing. We, we operate on a functional level. We operate on behavior. We operate on emotional. We operate on thinking. We don't always, that, that, that deep spark within us is sometimes buried. It's sometimes hidden. And there are certain times of the year, and this is why it's so important to understand this, that when we experience Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, this is what we need to reflect on. This is what we need to be thinking about during the day. On Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we have that reset button opportunity because it's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur which we can create that freshness to such a degree within ourselves and we do it through connecting to who we really are. It's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur where that fifth level known in Kabbalah as Yechida comes out, it's revealed and we can tap into the energy of that spark. We can ignite that spark, we can ignite that reset button because at that level of our soul we have never strayed at that level of our soul we have never been corrupted at that level of our soul we have never been damaged that's the eternal purity that is just who we really are now of course the rest of the soul is ours too and we have to take responsibility for it and we have to make sure it's, the choices are good we have to make sure it's not damaged and not corrupted and therefore we have to take responsibility for the weaknesses and the damage that we did to the layers of our soul throughout the year and we have to reconnect and return and repair but the repair and rebuild begins from the very foundation of who we are from the very true essence of who we are from that purity of our soul now where does that express itself on Rosh Hashanah? with the blowing of the shofar, the, the sound of the shofar. The sound of the shofar is not sophisticated. It has no music. It has no words. It's not particularly beautiful notes, but it's just a very simple sound, representing a cry coming from the very depths of who we are. That's Rosh Hashanah. Because Rosh Hashanah, we can do that. We can connect on the very, very essential, essential level. Of course, with a view and with a plan of taking that purity that we have, that is our true definition, our true identity, and repairing and rebuilding from there. But that's where we start from. That's the foundation. Rosh Hashanah is connecting to that foundation. And Yom Kippur is very much the same thing. Yom Kippur, we are taught 
an interesting thing. Normally, during a normal day, we pray three times. On Shabbat and festival, we pray four times. But on Yom Kippur, we are given the instruction to pray five times. That fifth one being the Ne'ilah, that closing service of Yom Kippur. Why five times? Because Yom Kippur is a day, the entire day. It's a day of five prayers. Why is there five prayers? Because all five souls, all five layers of the soul are revealed, including the very deepest level of our soul. So, this is something we have to be mindful of every day. But particularly on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we have to turn our attention towards who we really are. Remembering that we are essentially pure. We're essentially valuable. And we have always that part in us that creates that freshness that lets us let go, that allows us to let go of the past because it is that reset mechanism that we have when we connect to the essential purity. Of course, it, it blossoms on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but it, it, it's something that we could take away for every day, remembering once in a while that who we really are is pure. And when on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur we, we reveal that deepest level within ourselves, that's when we reach the deepest level within God, so to speak, reigniting His desire to reset the world and to usher in newness and renewal, a new year with a new layer of, of revelation, a new energy which has never ever been here before as we said in the beginning. So that's the power of these days and the power is expressed already in the days leading up to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So let's just meditate on that a little bit and understand it and internalize it. Connect to who we really are. So when you're ready, wherever you are, in whatever position you find comfortable, just try and connect to the calmness of who you are and very slowly just close your eyes. As you are seated or standing or whatever position you are, just put in a relaxed, focused way. Try to just become aware and conscious of where you are, where you're sitting or standing, what is around you, paying attention. And in this small meditation, there's no better way to start as we normally do by turning our attention to the breathing. Breathing in and out. Breathe in and out slowly, tap into the calm rhythm of the pulse of life and just pay attention. If your mind wanders, slowly bring it back. Feel every inhalation and every exhalation. For a few moments, try to feel the breath filling your lungs. Try to be conscious and feel the sensation of breathing out and letting go.
Our nishima, our breath, of course, expresses our nishama, our soul. Every layer of our soul. But as we approach Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, let us try and connect to the deepest layer of our soul. So as you continue focus on the breathing in and out, try to visualize the layers of who we are. The outer layer of behavior. Think of something you like to do. Think of, of a behavior you engage in. Simple behavior. Helping someone else out. Cleaning up. Doing a mitzvah. Doing a chore. The behavior generated from the ability to behave and to exist from our soul. Try to visualize, go a little bit deeper and think of the feelings that you have. Love, respect, sometimes agitation, jealousy, resentment, other times happiness, joy, compassion, emotions. Going a little bit deeper into the mind, think of things you think about, think of things you like to learn. Go deeper and think of your subconscious, think of your convictions, think of your values, think of your strong will, the level of chaya. As you do this, continue to be aware of your breathing in and out. Breathing in connects us to our neshama, our soul. Breathing out is like letting go of toxicity, letting go of the past. And as you do that, think of the very, very deepest level of your soul. The echida, the spark of purity, the spark of divine, the spark of godliness. Where there's no damage, there's no corruption, there's no distortion, just purity. In these special days, we connect to this level. That's who we are. That's our identity. We are intrinsically good, pure, and always ready to reconnect. Each moment, that is who we really are. cry of the shofar comes from that deepest level the five prayers in Yom Kippur is connecting to that deepest level that's who we are that's our foundation as we think of that as you just open your eyes and keep that thought 
remembering that this is the power of this next few weeks, especially Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. That's what we try and think about. Think about this and think about how we can restart and refresh and be there and present in every moment at the very deepest level. So with that, I'm going to wish everyone, first of all, a Shana Tava. Um, we're going to now take a break for a few weeks because over the next few weeks, every Tuesday, mo- Tuesday is a festival. Mostly. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and so on. And we'll start this series after the Chagim. There's lots still happening at Bina, so please tune in to all the different programs that we have and be aware of the WhatsApps and the emails. And just have a good day, a meaningful day, and a Shana Tavah.